Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mel Vandevoort. Today is part two of my conversation with Lissa Figgins. Today, we're going to be talking about how setting boundaries and being able to pour from a full cup is an important step toward owning your time. We also discuss what question you should ask yourself to also own your time and be productive rather than just busy. In this second part of my conversation with Lissa, we talk about all of this as well as being intentional intentional in our decisions and our life choices and the three steps that you can take so that you too can own your time. Let's get started. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck in searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grown-ups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred. It's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. All right, so we've got a lot of things that we've already discussed, but I would really like to get to the nitty gritty, the, the nuts and bolts of how we can, if we are ready to transition in our career and we're ready to say yes to that next thing that we're supposed to be doing that we know God has called us to do, what what does that look like for us? Mm, I love that. Well, first I want to start with the scripture and this is what Redeemer time is built on. It comes from Ephesians 5 verses 15 through 16. It says, look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. And what I hear in there is like, look, right? I have to be aware. I have to be looking out the the windshield, right? I have to be aware of what's around me. Look carefully, right? So I'm not just glancing, like Mm -hmm. I'm paying attention. And then it talks about wisdom versus unwisdom, I guess would be the way to say that, right? Wisdom versus foolishness or the intentionality, right? Is there like, I want to do this in a wise way. And redeeming the time literally means to make the best use of it. And I talk about this all the time, like, how are we making the best use of our time in the season we're in, but also in light of where we're going, not only 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, but also in light of eternity, right? Are the things I'm spending my time on building my kingdom or building his kingdom? Right. Because guess what? Only one of them is going to last and yes. it's not ours. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. So exactly. Where are we going for our wisdom for how we use our time? I, I truly believe we need to be going to biblical truth and we need to be going to godly mentors because that's where it happens, right? Yes. But then there's that active participation part of like, how do we then actually do it? And so I, I came, I use the, the acronym OWN because I want to teach women how to own their time. Okay. And so I'm going to give you three steps that are going to start with those letters, O-W-N, 
That will give some tangibles, right? So if you're in this place and you've like either, either you are making a transition or you're kind of like working a job and you've got a side business or you're ready to just full on, it doesn't matter. All three of these are going to apply. Okay. So the O stands for off time. You have to set your off time. And I start with this one first. And most people think, well, no, set your work time first and then you can figure out your off time. But guess what? When we set it, we won't, we won't set off time is what happens. Exactly. Yes. Number one, you're right. We won't do it. And here's the other thing, right? Whatever time you give something is the time it will take. So if you don't put those healthy boundaries around your time, when you're not working, guess what? Work is going to bleed into all of that time as well. And And so because we look at that time as negotiable. mm -hmm. And so it's flexible time. It's if I want to take I've actually built in an hour, a lunchtime for myself during the day, because I am that person who won't remember to drink water or get up and move at all for 10 hours if I would let myself. And so I literally scheduled in an hour of nothing. Mm-hmm. I eat, I maybe mm-hmm. do some more devotional time. I don't let my work, I don't let my work move into that time. I protect that time for that reason. Yeah. And you have to, and here's why you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. Right. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, if you are empty and you are running on dry, you are literally just trickling every time you're, you're working, right. Or trying to even do something with your family. Yes. And here's, you know, I think so often, either we think it's selfish to take that time for ourselves because I could be or should be mm-hmm. doing something for someone else, whether it's my yep. family or my clients or my business or whatever. Yep. But then the other thing that happens is that we, so we could be like, I'm not doing this because it's selfish. Um, or sometimes we're just like, you know what? I just have so many things on my plate. Like if I don't get started, you know, at the crack of dawn, like I'm not going to get this done and I'm going right. to be too late. And so we just, Again, we put ourselves in that hustle, hurry culture. And we look at Jesus' example. What did he do? He often went away by himself. And he had that off time in the morning before he went and poured out all day. And then he also had it sometimes in the evening after a long day of pouring out. And I have a client that calls those many times like your lunch break Mm -hmm. or those she has like a mid-afternoon. She calls it a refill station. Yes. Right. Because you think about like if your that. water bottle gets dry, what do you do? You just go back to the refrigerator and you refill it, right? You right. go to the drinking fountain or whatever, because you need to be filled up in order to pour out. So that's the first one is you have to set that time first. Because like mm-hmm. you said, if you don't, it's not gonna happen, but it right. also will render you less effective when you are working or even when you are exactly. with your family, right? Because exactly. you've got nothing to give. Right. right. So that's step number one. Okay. Step number two is identifying what matters. So that's the W is what matters. Okay. So here's where we look at the difference of, am I being busy or am I being fruitful? Am I being productive or am I being purposeful? Like productivity is like a huge buzzword, especially in, you know, the professional world. And yet I can be really productive and check off a whole lot of boxes, but not really have been doing the purposeful things that are really going to move the needle forward. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, really being able to say, what is it that matters? I love the one thing focusing question from the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Gary Keller as in Keller uh, Williams Realty. So he's oh, successful, wow, right? Okay. Okay, so here's his question. I'll summarize the entire book for your listeners. You can still read it if you want to, but this is really all you need. You ask yourself this one question. What's the one thing I can do 
such that by doing it, everything else will be fill in the blank. He says easier or unnecessary. You know, I I coach my clients to say, what's the word that you want to describe how your time feels or how your life feels or how your business feels, Mm -hmm. right? So insert that word. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be blank. Yes. And it helps us to not just make that random list of random things in random order and start at the Mm -hmm. top (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it was the first thing we thought of that we should do. But then we could look at that brain dump list and go, of these 10 things that I put down, what of these really is the one thing that's going to move things the furthest or the yes, fastest or exactly. make the difference and start there, yep. right? Which is why it's so important to like slow down before we speed up, right? So we slowed down by setting the off time. Now we're slowing down by identifying what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's super key because there's I'm- no... Ain't nobody got time to waste on doing a bunch of things all day long that really didn't matter. (laughs) Exactly. And that's one thing that I talk about a lot too, is being intentional in your decision-making. Because if you're not being intentional and you're not intentionally making decisions for your life, then life is making decisions for you. And Mm. you may not be happy with what is happening. You may not like the decisions that are being made for you if you're not making them intentionally for yourself. I call that living by default or living mm-hmm. by design. Yeah. Right. Because whether or not I you choose that. to be an active participant, time is going to pass and yes. it will fill with something. And you're right. If we don't intentionally choose that with God, right. I believe it's a partnership, right. Yes. If we don't intentionally choose that, then like you said, the world around us, whether it's well-meaning family and friends, whether it's a boss or a coworker or a teammate, whether it's just culture or society in general, mm-hmm. They, those, those shuns, expectations, obligations, mm-hmm. distractions will yes. fill that time. And you're right. We will not end up where we wanted to go. You would never go on a road trip and just be like, I'm going to let everybody else decide if I turn left or right. You know, let me just kind right. of joyride and like, okay, hey guys, phone in, which way should I turn? Right. You know? <laughs> phone a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we do this. Yeah. So yes. design versus default, right? Like, I love yeah, that. where are you going? Yes. Where are you going? Um, and then the third step you already alluded to, which I love, and the N is for nothing else, right? Here's where you get that mama bear on. I'm going to protect these baby cubs. I'm going to protect mm-hmm. these priorities. I just I just identified what matters, whether it was in a time I'm I'm not working or whether it was in a time I'm working. It doesn't matter, right? I've I've decided I've determined what matters. Now I need to block out those distractions. Yes. So whether that means I'm putting my phone away or on vibrate or in another room, they say that even your phone being in the same room, even if it's not turned on, you're still distracted by it. Right. Because we, we, we default to picking it up or just thinking about what we're missing that's on there while we're not, you know, looking at it. Or if right now, look, look across the tabs in your computer. Like how many tabs do you have open? Oh, I never have less than 20, never have (laughs) less than 20. It's ridiculous. And then I get to the point where my ADHD brain can't take it. And then I'm just constantly like flipping through tabs, trying to figure out what it is I need to do. And I'll go like two hours without really accomplishing anything because I've been trying to accomplish everything instead of being intentional mm-hmm. in yeah, yeah. choosing those few things that I need to do. Exactly. And then you put the tabs or you put the apps, or you put the whatever you need in front of you and everything else, you know, goes. I like to say this is like putting boundaries, a fence around your garden. Sometimes we think boundaries were like, Oh, that feels really bad. And that's not loving. But if you were to plant a garden, 
Uh, and you actually wanted to produce a harvest, mm-hmm. you would, of course, go in, you'd clear the space, you'd get out all the weeds, right? All the distractions, mm-hmm. like the things that are going to take it away. You'd plant your seeds, you'd water them, and then you'd put a fence or some kind of a barrier around it to keep all the squirrels and the bunnies and the deer yes. from stealing all your stuff, right? And yet with our time, we just like leave ourselves wide open and we wonder why we get so distracted. We wonder why squirrel, squirrel, you know, I'm everywhere. Right. Right. And, you know, again, we can we can blame all the things around us. But I think a lot of the distractions are actually inside of us. Guilt, oh, absolutely. Fear, self-sabotage. Yes. You know, absolutely. like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm lacking focus. I'm not disciplined. I think of something and then I in the moment I have to go do it because I thought of it. And you yes. know, now I'm off, you know, in some other room and then I get distracted by something else. And, you know, like you said, two hours later. Yes. Now you're back to what you were originally trying to do. So. I truly believe in not multitasking. I used to think multitasking was my superpower. Uh-huh. I can do this, 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 right. this at the same time, but nothing got done well. Like when I said the story of me in the, on the steps, right? Multitasking is actually our kryptonite because it weakens yes. us. No one and nothing gets enough of us for long enough to really see the growth and the fruit. Yes. So I like to do it in like little chunks then, like either a 25 minute time block with a five minute break or a 50 minute time block with a 10 minute break. You know, most things in life can wait 25 minutes. It's yes. not like, right. Exactly. I don't have to check that email. I don't have to see what that notification was or what text just came in. I mean, there are certain right. people that like I'll allow through because there, it could be, um, you know, an emergency, but most things are really not something we need to know in real time. And I have that squirrel brain myself, just mainly because I'm ADHD and I'm just like all over the place and being an educator in the past, you know, I'm like, things have to be taken care of immediately and that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't even actually like Facebook, all of those apps that we spend all that time on and waste all of that time on. I do not allow them to come up on my phone as a notification because I know my weakness. And that is, I have to be immediate in checking that. And because it might be important, it probably is, but it can wait 10 minutes or, you know, 50 minutes or whatever you said, nobody's going to die while they're waiting on you. And like you said, you can let the important people through, but anybody who is messaging you through Facebook or Instagram or anything else, probably not so important that you need to immediately do it. Now, my children, on the other hand, the only way I can seem to get in touch with them is through Snapchat because I don't understand. We pay for phones and then they don't know how to use them except for Snapchat. And so right? that's the one I, I let come through. Yeah, but that's why I'm thankful for technology, right? Because we can, here's exactly. the thing. We can redeem our time, right? We can also redeem our devices. I did a yes. whole series of my podcast called Redeeming Your Phone Time. You know, wow, it's not like yes. let's just throw our phone out the window or flush it down the toilet right. because it's sucking up all this time. Okay, let's be aware of the problem. But now let's look at how can I be intentional with when and how I use it and when and how I don't use it. Right. And how could it even be a tool like that to connect with, with someone I love, right? Or to to add value to someone's life. Like there are really good things we can do with it, but it needs to have that intentional plan uh, put around it, right? Right. Okay. And even, even with that, even though I have Snapchat, I am very protective of who I allow in my Snapchat. And I only mm-hmm. have like my best friend, my daughter-in-law, my children, my grandson will be old enough to do Snapchat very, very soon. And so it's very, very few people that I allow on there. So I know if something's coming through, it really does deserve my time. 
And see what, what's nice then is when you go on there, you're going on there for a purpose. Yes. You're not just going on there to mindlessly scroll and numb right. out and just see what you can see. It's you are intentionally going in there to connect with these specific people because you really care about them. Exactly. Uh, and that's, that's a whole different way of, of using that. Right. Yes. Versus yes. what we typically do with all the other opportunities. So, right. yeah. So own right. your time, set your off time, identify what matters and decide nothing else. Um, and you know, you're, you start seeing like, wow, I actually have more time than I realized. And I can get more right. done in less time when I'm not so distracted. Of exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I tell you what I have, um, I'm ready to refocus myself because even like you said, you have great intentions, you organize, I block time, I do things. But even at that, I find myself go falling back into that mm. disorganized heart that you were talking about, because I feel like I need to do so many things. And one thing that I do that's very intentional is I will write down the three most important things that I need to accomplish during the that day, whatever it is for that day. And this is during my time with God. I write down my three big rocks and then I do my five gratitudes during my Bible time. Mm. And that way I'm very intentional. At least I know those three things were accomplished today if nothing else gets accomplished and they are yeah. the most important things that need to be accomplished for today. Yeah. I love your intention. I love your awareness. And I think that last key is the accountability. Yes. Right. Because when we try and DIY things and just do it to us on our own, we all know how it is, right? Yes. We, we let ourselves off the hook. We cut corners. We quietly yes. quit. We never even start, right? right. Like, we just say Monday or, you know, January 1st or whatever, like, and so really statistically, they found that when you write down what you're going to do, you increase your chances of doing it by 42%. Uh-huh. You share it with somebody else that this is what I'm planning to do. This is my commitment. Now you jump that up to 72%. Yes. And what I found is I, you know, when you get around other like-minded people with mentoring, you got a system and you have support and all of that. Now you're talking like 98%. Right. right? Like, it's not just, you know, me just saying something and it gets put on a list that I may or may not get around to. It's really like this matters. And I am going to put the structure and the support around me so that I can, you know, follow through on this. Because like you said, if you've, if, if you've identified this party with God, there's value to it, right? It's yeah. not just, oh, this is just my great idea. You know, this is what I'm being called to today. And I want to be a good steward of you know, the time and talents that he's given me, which is essentially right. we need to look at our time. Exactly. And I'm going to push on that just a little bit. I think it's, it's very important to be with like-minded people, but you can be with like-minded people all day, but some people just talk the talk. And mm. even though they don't, they may be like-minded, they're not like actioned. And Aha, so, I love it. This yeah. was in my, I just did a summit this past weekend. And that was one of the things that I said about growing your, or moving into a leadership position. Yes, you want to find like-minded people to grow with and bounce ideas off. But if you want to take action, you have to find like-actioned people, not just like-minded people. Exactly. And not just keep people around you who are in the same place you are. Yes. I always say, I want to keep people around me who I'm a little further ahead so that mm-hmm. way I can pour into them, right? And it kind of mm-hmm. keeps me me going, keeps me fresh. Yes. I have some people in my life who are further ahead than I am. Not yes. so far ahead that like I can hardly see them and right. no, I can't relate. But like, right. okay, I want to learn from you. I want to grow with you. Like, let me pick up the pace here a little bit. Be, 
not because I have to, right? But because this is the direction that I'm wanting to go. And it helps to have someone who's a little further down the road to show you how to do that, right? And I exactly. feel like that's God has gifted you and I in in helping women around these areas of, you know, what's your next yes and making that decision. And in my case, you know, how are you spending your time and what are you mm-hmm. called to? Exactly. Um, and yeah, we need that. We need we need somebody who's not just thinking like we are, but who's also doing more than we are. <laughs> right? right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think our podcast group that we had, I think that was great because there were people in every stage of podcasting. We had brand new people and we had people that were way ahead of where you and I were when we first came in. And it was great to hear all of these things. And I was able to pour into some people, like you said, and other people were pouring into me and giving me their opinion and their value. And so it was wonderful to be in that space like that. So definitely, this has been an amazing conversation. I have actually learned some more things and I'm like, got a renewed spirit myself, uh, I guess a redeemed spirit, and I'm ready to go redeem my time at this moment um, and get some things back in place where they need to be. So tell us, Lisa, how can my audience connect with you? Yeah, well, you can find me on the podcast, Redeem Her Time, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. So if you're already listening to this podcast, you probably have earbuds in that you'd like to listen to other ones. So go follow the show there. And then I would love to offer your your audience my Fill Your Cup Free, uh, your my Fill Your Cup First um, free guide, which really is permission and direction to take the time, even when you don't feel like you have it, mm-hmm. to fill up first so that way you can pour out. And so I walk you through step by step, not, not only why is this important, but then, okay, what would I actually do? What would be refilling for me? Because I just told you that being on your phone is not really filling you. So, okay, so that's off the off the plate. You know, like, what else would I do, Lissa? So what else could you do? And then how do you actually make time for that? Because I think that's the, that, that's the piece, right? Between the knowing and the doing. We can want yes. to do something and know to do something, but to actually do the do. Right is that gap that so many of us are missing. And we need that that direction and that guidance to do that. So you can find that guide on my website at redeemhertime.com. Um, or if you just want to go directly there, you can just go to redeemhertime.com forward slash fill. And then you get the fill your cup first guide. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. And of course, my audience knows that I will have everything in the show notes for them. So they will have absolutely no trouble connecting with you. I am so glad you came on today. This has been a very enlightening conversation and it filled my cup and Mm. I am ready to go pour into some other people now. So thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on and we will see you next time. (music) 